Nashville Predators lose to the Colorado Avalanche 5-3, to three, their fourth loss on this six-game road trip. Talk about what happens next, what went wrong in the game last night, and our overall thoughts on whether or not the Preds actually played well. Some interesting perspective coming up on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast that is available to you on all platforms and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Also, before we dive into this, I want to mention we have a sponsor today. Our show is sponsored by Bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts all right and you and i have been doing this show for what year and a couple months now mm-hmm. not not too long we've, we've yeah i feel like we make a pretty good recap team don't we i like, think we're lovely i think we're fantastic <laughs> i think we're insightful <laughs> I think we're able to like watch games and like know exactly what we want to talk about the next day and all that. Mm-hmm. I watched this game and I have zero idea how to approach recapping it because I have zero idea how I feel about what the Preds did last night because it's like, they lost five to three to Colorado, but did they actually play that bad? I know. <laughs> like, is it like I'm looking at like, oh, like, you know, kind of like going through like some of the clips and stuff again and being like, okay, like what went wrong? What was the breakdowns? All this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm watching this and I'm like, like, they didn't really do anything like that would make you like like you know seattle you watch that game and you're like oh gosh this is this is what's happening this is a bad mishap something wrong that's led to every single goal this is just like playing the colorado avalanche i agree and it's so funny because that just post game did not at all seem to be the temperature um, among social media Twitter fans, which is maybe not necessarily always an accurate assessment of what's happening with On Ice product. But yeah, this game, I I finished this game up and, and usually, you know, you feel like, oh man, like here's the things and it's so frustrating. The Predators continue to do this, 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 and this, and they need to... And I finished this game up and granted at one point the Predators were down five to one. And that's how this game was lost was four minutes and 14 seconds where three goals were scored. That's how the Predators lost this game. But even in that four minutes and 14 seconds, it's not like there were the egregious, you know, Ryan McDonough turned the pass over in the slot moments. 
it was Colorado Avalanche bounced a puck off of poor Mikhail Granlin's kneecap and took it the other way for a goal or, you know, Miko Rantanen sprung out of the penalty box and whoop, there he was. So while there were definitely some things you were like, man, that needed to not happen. It's not like the Nashville Predators stunk up ball arena. They just didn't. The only goal that I look at and be like, this was like a major screw up by the Preds was that fourth goal uh, when Sissons made it made a bad play, kind of turnover right as the power play ended, and then Miko mm-hmm. ran and jumps on it, and then there's you know the the play that sets Colorado up. That was the only time I'm like, yeah, this is this is a screw. But you know that third goal you talked about it, like the Mikhail Granlin play. That's an unlucky bounce. Probably could have been a Colorado penalty on that play. Yes. And then you look at these other games, like the other goals, and it's just like, these are just what it's like playing the Colorado Avalanche. Good players making good plays. Like, it's not like we handed them the win on a silver platter. It's just they outplayed. And that's going to happen in some games, especially when you go against the Colorado Avalanche. Right. So I... I am with you. Like, this is a really tricky game to come away with a to-do list for the Nashville Predators because I think they did a lot of things well. And that leads me into how I picked my one word for this game because I was like, well, how do you one word this game? I mean, the Predators were down 5-1 at one point. That is not ideal. They came back. They lost. But they played not horrible. So how do you do it? And here's my one word for the game. Dairy queen turn signal is my one word. So we would go visit my grandmother. We lived in rural Northwestern Pennsylvania. When I say rural, I would hate for you to think that we live near a McDonald's, but on the way, the 45 minute ride from our house to grandma Ruth's house, there was a dairy queen. And my dad got into this funny little became a family joke that when we were going home he would turn on the turn signal right before the dairy queen and of course as a little kid you're like we're going to dairy queen (laughs) sometimes we'd turn in and we'd go to dairy queen and it was a really big deal because we just didn't eat out a lot we didn't stop for ice cream very often just as a family growing up but then sometimes my dad would turn on the turn signal just to see if we're paying attention and he'd keep driving past Dairy Queen. And we'd be like, oh, no Dairy Queen today. So it just kind of became this this joke, like the turn signal would go on, you see the Dairy Queen, but you're just not sure if we're turning in or not. Like, am I getting a dip cone or are we just going home and dad's having a laugh? (laughs) That is 100% what this game felt like. Like the turn signal was on, The Nashville Predators, I think, played one of their better games of this road trip against the Colorado Avalanche, who happened to be, might I remind you, lest anyone forget, the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. And we just didn't turn in and get a dip cone. But the turn signal was on. Dairy Queen was right there. We just didn't get a dip cone. It's weird because I don't know how to talk about it because it's like they lost five to three. They were down five to one at one point, but it's like it yeah. never felt like it just felt like one of those things that, you know, Colorado's better than us. That, right. That just seemed like the, the end of the thing. But it's and maybe that's a deeper conversation 
Maybe that's Did you yeah, maybe maybe that's like the reality of not getting your DQ Blizzard or you know, it's weird that you would pick the dip cone. Although I will say the dip cone is underrated. Dip Very cones are underrated. Uh, yeah. the but they also didn't have blizzards back then, if we're just gonna full disclosure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did were dilly bars a thing? Oh yeah. I think dilly bars have been a thing since the start. I think yeah. yeah. But Some, chocolate dip cone. Yeah, DQ, very underrated. Uh, if is. you're listening, DQ, uh, then you want some sponsorship money. Join us on the Locked On Predators podcast. We will never <laughs> drive past you after turning our turn signals on. Um, now, my question for you: You said something that I think is super interesting, and I want to get any. I, I want to hear your perspective. You said um, you didn't. You felt like Colorado was just the better team when the Predators lost to Seattle. Did you sit and watch that game and say, you know what, Seattle is just a better team? Absolutely not. I looked, yeah. at, the, I looked at the game and said the Preds sucked. Like yeah. they played awful. I didn't right. watch this game and be like, I watched them and said like Colorado's the by far the better team. And I think that ex maybe exposes some things that needs to change with Nashville. But I also watched it and it's like, you know, in terms of what we said they needed to do, I mean, they they did it. Yeah. For the most part. And there's some, there's some, you know, pretty good stats that actually kind of just back up the state of the game as well. Uh, I want to get to my one word, though. Mm -hmm. and my one word is jello mold. <laughs> because okay. I think when you see a jello mold at a Thanksgiving party or whatever party have you, you have no idea what that jello mold is supposed to be. Like you look at it and it's like, dude, are we eating this? Is this just like a fancy food decoration? It's why is it green and why is there red stuff floating in it? Is that like supposed to be good? And then you know what you, you do, you have the slice of jello. Then you're like, wait, am I, are you supposed to put this like on your like turkey plate? Like, is this supposed to be like a sauce? Is it supposed to be like a dessert? And then you eat it and you're like, if somebody's like, ooh, well, is it good? And you take a few bites. You're like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if this is good or not. And sometimes you take a bite and you're ready to say, no, this, this wasn't good at all. This is awful. Like there, there needs to be some shuffling in the Thanksgiving dessert strategy. But as you're about to make that take, you take another bite and you're like, hmm, well, you see, this one doesn't really feel as bad. Yeah. And you're just, you're struggling. It's You wind up eating the entire like thing of Jello without having any sort of opinion whatsoever on that thing of Jello. And that's how I felt watching this game. I, like I watched it and I'm like, I, I like, sure. I mean, what, what was one of our keys last night, Ann? Like, the Preds have to be careful with the puck. They can't give Colorado any chances. They only had three giveaways the entire game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to Corsi, the Preds actually had the better Corsi, which means they got more shot attempts. I mean, yeah. Colorado had a lot more high-danger shot attempts and expected goals. But, I mean, the Preds, like, had the puck for a big portion of the game. Yes. And yes. It, yeah. And it's like, you, you know, you you hear what happened, you know, Nashville going down five to one and you're like, okay, well, this was, uh, 
like a Seattle thing again. The Predators just suck and all this and that. And then, but but then you watch it, and it's like, you know, wait a minute, like, what mm-hmm. is this? Is this? Are there positives to take out of this? And I want yeah. to, and, and I want to be careful saying that because the Preds still lost. A loss is still a loss. You couldn't beat an opponent, mm-hmm. um, and now you've lost four out of six on your road trip, and you're dangerously flirting with being the last place team in the Central Division. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it feels like you look at this and be like, you know what, if we play this game against maybe a lesser opponent, if we would have played this game against the Kraken, come on, maybe that's a win. Like maybe this. Oh, yeah. Some of the maybe this beats, you know, average to lesser competition in the NHL on most nights. Now, it wasn't yes. good enough to beat a Stanley Cup champion, and that's a problem that we're going to have to talk about here in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I watch it, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I, I guess there's there's positives. I don't know. It's a very complicated conversation, and I want to get more of your thoughts on it in just a second. But first, let's bring in today's sponsor. Today's sponsor brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net, your number one source for betting sports. Uh, you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey to soccer, even esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those as well at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. They got all of the latest props, odds, and lines for every game you want to follow. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ann, let's let's dive into this game a little bit because mm-hmm. we talked about, hey, maybe the Preds are good, maybe they're not. Who knows? What's something from last night that stood out to you in either column? In either column. Uh, first of all, I want to say the thing that jumped out, and, and of course part of this is chron- chronology, but the first thing that stood out to me is that first goal by, wait for it, wait for it, Ellie Tolvanen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Ellie Tolvanen, yeah. the chair holder. The chair holder who finally got to lace up his skates. Ellie Tolvanen, Cody Glass, and Ryan McDonough had the first goal of the game. It was a tic-tac-toe goal. It was so well executed. And the thing that I want to say about it, not just that it was well executed, is they scored a goal for the Nashville Predators that the Nashville Predators have been scored on multiple times before. And that was such a great, uh, great goal and kind of a big boost for the team. And I think just for Ellie Tolvanen and Cody Glass. But it was one of those goals that has constantly, the Predators have been on the receiving end of that goal. And they were able to execute it really well. And I'm like, look, the Nashville Predators can score pretty creative quick pass cross ice goals it was really it was really nice and and of course now we're gonna since we just dipped our toe in the water let's just dive right on in and talk about ellie tolvanen and cody glass oh boy um 
Talk to me. Make it make sense to me, Nicholas. Make it make sense, my friend. I felt like Tolvanen and Glass and who else was on the line with them? Uh, Cole yeah. Smith, which, you know, has turning into a swear word apparently in Nashville, but I thought he had, you know, a decent game as well. They played less than 10 minutes in this game. And yeah. they cost the Predators really nothing defensively. They are players, you know, Glass and Tolvanen, um, players with speed and scored a goal right off the bat, played with a lot of energy and intensity, pursued the puck, but did not over-pursue the puck to the point where it cost Nashville. They didn't overcommit on any of their checks. Make it make sense to me. Less than 10 minutes of ice time in this game. Make that make sense to me. First off, can I say that I hate that we're still talking about this? It's like, ridiculous hate, a little I bit. That this continues to be the overwhelming discussion in Nashville. Because as we've said before, this right. isn't the reason the Nashville Predators are where they are. Don't but disagree. It's so, it's so glaring of a frustration. It's so glaring of like a what are you doing, John Hines kind of conversation that it just feels like this is like overshadowing every other conversation about the Nashville Predators. And yes. I can't tell you. Like I re like I really don't know. Like Okay. Like and, and here's and here's the thing. Like when remember when Cody Glass was promoted to the second pair for a grand total of one period? Yes. And sure that was, do. Like, John Hines is like, you earned this, you know, you've done all the things well. And then he like didn't play for, you know, the second half of the game. And John Hines said, well, you know, it just, he made a mistake early and it just kind of felt like, you know, he was playing not to make a mistake and all these other, like the players, moment maybe have been too big for him. Yeah. Too big. He went out and, uh, you know, Ryan McDonough made the pass that set up the Tolvanen goal, but Cody Glass Made a good play to get it to Ryan McDonough. Yes. Find him in space. So I look at that and it's like, well, he, he did what you wanted to do, right? Like he went out early. He put the Preds up one to nothing, him and Tolvanen. And, you know, they played pretty well. I mean, when I look at natural stat trick from the game last night, uh, Cody Glass had 0.22 individual expected goals which was the third highest on the team. And, you know, in front of Ryan Johansson, in front of Colton Sissons, in front of a lot of guys who played a lot of minutes. And so that tells me when he was on the ice, he was at least, you know, creating plays. Mm -hmm. And so I look at that and I'm like, what – like, why, why am I noticing him less as this game goes on? You know, why is Colton Sissons on a power play that Cody Glass should be utilized for? And it's just like, I, 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 I hate, it feels like we really are beating a dead horse at this point. I know. We, we talk about it every single game. But it's yeah. just, it's just, I, I don't understand. And... Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, 
on this road trip, you know, a lot of reporters haven't had access to kind of post game media and stuff like that. And, you know, so this question's probably not going to be asked for a while, but it's just, you know, I would love to get John Hines in a room, you know, put up, you know, the film from some of these games and be like, show me, show me what Cody Glass and Ellie Tolvanen are doing that mm-hmm. you look at and see, okay, they're not playing the way we need to be playing. Or like, show oh, me. Yeah. Or who is doing something better than they are? Look, and I'm not, and I agree with you. And let's be clear. The Nashville Predators aren't where they are because Cody Glass is a healthy scratch. There's a whole bunch of other conversations that happen so far in front of that for why the Predators are where they are. And you know what? Cole Smith ain't part of that either, everybody. Well, so there's a lot of bigger problems. Helping, but. No, but this is not this is not why the Predators are where they are record-wise. But I do want to know who what are other players doing so much better than players like Ellie Tolvanen and Cody Glass that come the third period we're just not seeing them taking as many shifts. You know, yeah. That is my question. What is it that other players are doing better? Because as I look at this game and strictly I test, I haven't dug into all of the more specific stats yet, but I test wise, I'm not seeing obvious things being executed exponentially better by other players on the team than are being executed by these guys when they get a chance to be on the ice. So, yeah, a little bit frustrating. I mean, they were out there for a goal. I think the second Colorado goal. Yeah, uh, they were. The the first Logan O'Connor one. Yes. Okay, and but it's like there are a lot of other Preds. I mean, Colton Sissons had one of the highest ice times of all Fords, and he was the one that made the most glaring mistake of the game. But – no one's crying to take Colton Sissons off the ice. And it's just like, you have to accept that players are going to make mistakes. Sure. It, it, it seems like, you know, when John Hines said they're playing, you know, they're playing like they don't want to make a mistake. It seems like, well, number one, yeah, because I wonder time, why <laughs> they get benched. But number two, it's like John Hines is coaching like he doesn't want to be the one to make the mistake, mm-hmm. you know, like he doesn't want to be the one that like, is like, Oh, this, this young guy is not ready. So I'm not going to put him on the ice because I don't want us to have like a defensive lapse and end the game, but that's a terrible way to coach. And mm-hmm. again, I like John Hines. Like I really do like John. Yes. Hines. I think he deserves a lot more credit than Preds fans give him sometimes. Yes. But you got to find ways to play to your players' strengths while trying to offset their weakness. Yeah. I mean, one of the best examples, it was say what you want about Pierre Laviolette, but boy, did he find a perfect way to play Rocco Grimaldi. <laughs> For real. Yeah. By placing him with two pretty good two way players. And so we look, we love Rocco Grimaldi, one of my favorite, you know, Nashville mm-hmm. Predators stories, but the man could not play 
could two-way hockey. But guess who could? Nick Bonino could. Yep. Craig Smith yes. played pretty good two-way hockey. And so putting with those two, it's like, you know what? We found a way to use him. He fits in with this line. He's got a lot of speed. He's got a lot of hustle. And he's playing with two guys that have his back if if something goes wrong. And I look at, and, uh, you know, I look and I think like, okay, like maybe he should be there with Ryan Johansson and Nino Niederreiter. Mm-hmm. I know he's a center, but, I mean, you can easily move him around. Right. Because those those are two guys that are pretty responsible hockey players. Or, you know, mm-hmm. why why don't you have Ellie Tolvanen, like, with somebody like that? Or right. Bill Tomasino. If you're worried about them making a mistake, then put them in places. Don't just put them together on a line with, you know, the last guy who's not scratched mm-hmm. and be like, okay – like you know your don't guy, screw up you know, just go out there and just don't screw up put them in places where they have a chance to succeed and if they do screw up which they're young players they're probably going to at some point you have players on the ice that can kind of shoulder the burden a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of help them and be like hey we we see you going up to this part of the ice so we're going to move here you're kind of out of position, but we're going to change some things around. So we have your back. Yes. There's a way to configure this. And John Hines is configuring. I mean, you can't say he's not configuring. It's just, we're. He's doing something. He's doing something. There's lots of other takeaways from this game that we need to get to. We need to talk about a couple more things that the Predators, golly, did really well. So frustrating. Um, And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen today. For your second listen, you need to go check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. You can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, it's available on this app. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And here's here's something bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, the Predators, Kevin Lankinen got the start in goal last night. Uh, you know, second start of the road trip. He let in five goals. Dare I say he still was one of the Predators' best players in that game yes. last night. Incredible performance by Lankinen. And again, feels weird saying that because they scored five goals on him. Yeah. But what an incredible performance by Kevin Lankinen. Incredible. I I mean, he had some vintage UC sorrow, keep us in the game saves. And I think he probably would like those breakaway goals back because those were difference makers in the outcome. Sure. But I mean, how much credit do you really like be like, oh, that's one he should have had on, you know, a breakaways and odd. Right. Right. But I thought he looked fantastic. He read the plays so well there were you know several times where Colorado was trying to do that cross ice pass backdoor shot that the Predators have been scored on repeatedly this season and he was reading the plays so well I thought Lankin had looked really good in that I thought so too and it's good to him 
I, I guess that also kind of transitions to one of the things I didn't like about this game was that the Preds mm-hmm. gave up way too many chances in front of the net. Uh, Colorado's high danger changes were all over the place. If you look at the heat map, the biggest area was directly in the slot yeah. right around the net. There's way too many of those. That to me is, is, a, is a big reason why the Preds lost last night too, is just the defense, you know, in, in high danger chances just hasn't been there this season. They haven't been able to keep players out of prime scoring opportunities. And again, maybe that's Colorado. Like maybe it's just Miko Rantanen just happens to be a really good hockey player. Who's really good at finding the good places in front of the net to score. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that's it. But that, that to me is something that the Preds absolutely need to clean up. But you talk about it like Kevin Lincoln and stopped a lot of those shots from going in. You know, it's funny that he let in five goals. He probably should have let in eight or nine. Oh, at least. Like there's so many plays. There's the one right off the bat uh, where I can't remember what Colorado player was coming in, but it was like one of those cross ice plays. It was a one timer and Lankinen just kind of extended his body all the way across, made a great save. And that kind of set the tone for him. I mean, that that first period where it just looked like nothing was going to get past him all night, even though the the abs were buzzing. I mean, he looked solid. And again, like there, there was that stretch, you know, that what, you know, nine minute stretch in the second period mm-hmm. where the abs scored four. I, I went through all of those goals and I look at it and it's like, I, I don't pin any of those Mm-mm. on him. Like maybe, you know, maybe you can look at that Evan Rodriguez, Rodriguez. goal and yeah. just say, okay, he maybe should have corralled that a little bit better. But I, I you certainly can't blame him for any no. no, I would agree. I thought, and again, feels weird, five goals, but I thought this was a great performance by Lincoln. And, and honestly, again, five goals feels weird saying this, but I think the Nashville Predators fans need to be awfully thankful. This is such a backup goaltender upgrade you know to be able to put him in the game and John Hines did say before the game that the plan was always that this would be a start for Lincoln and so it wasn't like a, well we don't trust Soros it sort of was just look we're going to stick with the plan we made going into this road trip that this would be a game Lincoln and would start and I thought he handled it really well so another thing that I thought was really good and again feels we're talking about good things in case anyone is tuning in late, lost 5-3. We're optimists. (laughs) We're optimists. But the intensity uh, in the third period for the Nashville Predators was where the intensity has needed to be all season. And it was a notable improvement in execution, in speed, in um, being more aggressive in their play without being completely YOLO because there's a fine line. Um, But I thought that they played with more. We saw more from them in the third period. And so while that is a positive, it also leads you to go, what you been doing? Yeah. What you been doing? Yeah, it was, uh, I think Chris Mason uh, that said it in that first shift of the uh, the third period because it was um, you know Forsberg and Granlin that were pressing hard. Mm-hmm. Ace just went. It's like you can tell these guys want it. Like these guys are trying to carry this team to get back in the game. Like they want it so bad. And he did see it. I mean, you saw them play pissed off, kind of. Yes. 
and, th- and yes. that's and that's how they need to play. Like those guys, I, th- I think the reason we don't really talk about it a whole lot now, but you know, the reason I think Duchesne and Forsberg did so well last year is just because I think they had a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, and they played with it sometimes, you know, Forsberg was a free agent and nobody was like, okay, you know, he's not really worth the money. He's hurt all the time. He just hasn't been able to get over that hump, whatever. Right. Matt Jane, worst season of his career. Everybody, he was unprotected at the expansion draft. And the guy, every Preds fan is trying to trade and fan post and this and that. And, and they played like, you know what, screw it. We're taking this over. We're proving how good of a player we are. And I, w- I would love to see that same hunger from them this year. And you saw it in that third period where it's like they played like they had something to prove again. Yes. You know? And in a way they do because they each have to mm-hmm. prove that, you know, last season wasn't a, a, a fluke. It wasn't just, you know, a good season of things going right for Matt Duchesne or high shooting percentage or anything like that for Forsberg. It's not just, I'm not just doing this to, you know, because I want a good contract for eight years. It's we can do this year in and year, year out. We want to lead right. the president of Stanley cup. They have to prove that this year. And I think you finally saw maybe for the first time this season, a little bit of that fire, a little bit of that, you know, we're going to go and put this team on our back offensively. Mm-hmm. And here's, what is a good takeaway, kind of a good place to sort of land with that third period execution. The Nashville Predators on Saturday are at home. Uh, I believe they're playing the New York Rangers. New York Rangers. And this is a really good time to play pissed off. This is a really good time to keep that intensity and that We've got to prove it now. Surely this team is frustrated with the results they're getting. Surely this team is disappointed in their execution at points this far into the season. And, you know, Ryan Johansson said it last night, you know, we've got to find a way to be better. We're running out of time. Well, if, if you need to play under the gun, if you need to play with pressure on, pressure's on. So... Can you carry over that style of play, that level of intensity, that um, level of hunger Saturday night at home against the New York Rangers? It's a great opportunity for the Nashville Predators. And, you know, here's hoping that they can take advantage of it. Yeah, they go. They they go home. They play the New York Rangers on Saturday. Seven of their next eight games are at home. They only have one road game for the rest of November. Mm-hmm. I mean, where where do you see the future for this Nashville Predators team? Like, what's what do the next couple of weeks hold? And who knows? After like, no. Dairy Queen turn signal. Yeah, who I mean, knows? I was actually asking you the question, like, how do you see I, this going? Like, I don't, I don't, and and that is what is so frustrating. Is I so want to give you a really educated answer. Yeah. Yeah. I Are mean, we going to have a dip cone at the end of November? I hope so. I yeah. hope being at home with a bee in their bonnet, like hopefully will remain after this game. I am hoping that this look, here's what I can say. The Nashville predators have the opportunity. They know how they need to play. Are they gonna? 
Yeah. That's the question. I I can't. I don't know. I don't well, know. They're playing a team who had a six goal third period last night. So they're they're going to be tested on that. Let's see if your energy can survive the third period uh, yeah. thing pretty quickly. So we will have to see. Of course, we'll have a lot to talk about on Monday when we do our weekly plus minus. Uh, uh, oh boy, this it can either be a fun plus minus or total disaster. Pain. But is, Just isn't, pain. That the, isn't that the Nashville Predators motto right now? Either really fun or a total disaster. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll also preview, as we said, big home stand coming up. There are teams like Minnesota, which are probably going to be key towards future Central Division uh, playing time. There's also some teams like Tampa Bay. And Colorado again. Yay. So we'll take a look at the homestand, talk about <laughs> games that we are most excited for and we think will be most critical to mm-hmm. the success. So that's all coming up next week on the Locked on Predators podcast. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at insidethepreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com or follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. As we mentioned, Locked on Predators is a free daily podcast that's available on all platforms. So however you're listening to us, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff, hit the subscribe button. And if you like us, rate us. Give us five-star rating. Uh, And if you're watching this on YouTube, first off, hi. Second off, be sure to subscribe, hit that bell notification so you'll always be the first to know when you get new videos, and leave a comment. Give us your thoughts on the game or your thoughts on the Predators homestand moving forward. We would love to hear from you guys. That's going to do it us for today's Locked on Predators podcast. We will see you next week with an all-new episode. Thanks for making us your first listen. Cheers.